0: You don't look so good, Mom. Oh, nothing a big old hug and kiss from you won't fix. Open up now. Like a good girl. That's it. Come on now. <laughs>
1: Do it for mom and dad.
0: Evil Dead Rice. Let's bring it up. First reactions were... were great. Everybody, and I think... I think it's living up to the hype. Like, I saw you slowly as you were giving your... walking out of the theater review. Right? Because we have the courtesy... Walk through the lobbies, don't say anything, respect the spoilers. You don't really start till you actually go through the glass, start getting further away. Yeah. And then you start reviewing. I saw you like slowly calculating, calculating, calculating. Like, yeah, I think, I think they nailed it. I think they nailed it.
1: Yeah. um, I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought it delivered on all levels. Um, It was, um, it was a great idea. To finally get it out of the woods in a manner that it still created the same sense of isolation that they were stuck in this high rise, you know, and in a way it felt like a cabin still, you know, because yeah. you're still trapped indoors. Um, people always associate uh, Evil Dead with being trapped in a cabin in the woods, but you're really trapped in the cabin. So I think this really recreated the feel really well. Um, the actress that they cast as the lead. I forget. Chef's
0: her name. kiss. Oh. The the casting hats off to you, casting director of Evil Dead Rise. You really did clobber it. Apparently, I don't and I don't know her name off the top of my head. She's big in the show Vikings, and people have been like clamoring for her to get some big role. But she just has this very unique look.
1: Alyssa Sutherland. That's, yes, is her name.
0: Just like with the makeup on, she looks terrifying. With the makeup off. She looks very exotic. I mean, she's beautiful. So I think it made it very easy to, like, add scary make- makeup like they did and have this visual, like, the, you know, in the thumbnail. This is the stuff that, as you were a little kid, I would be terrified of.
1: Well, she's got, like, almost i uh, I don't want to say a Joker-like face, but it's like she's got the really thin features that you can add a lot of stuff here and yeah. do a lot with.
0: And they did. So she was great.
1: Great casting.
0: Yeah, and... Again, hats off to the scene with the uh, peephole. I think that really added to it because, if, you know, going to visit family a lot in the Bronx, those there's something about those peepholes in those high-rises. I'm sure in L.A. it's the same thing. It just it makes everything look really distorted. So that conversation that she's having with her young daughter through there was so scary. And then to actually show all the stuff happening in the hallway from that POV of the peephole, that really added to it. And then, like you said, it still felt like you were in a cabin again, hats off. What a great idea. The door that leads to the fire escape just happens to be shuttered because the buildings condemned. So there is no escape. So the cabin became that entire floor. Your neighbors became your survival mates.
1: Yep. And they all walked out of their apartments to see what's going on. Yeah, as as folks might do when you live in an apartment like that, and you just immediately know, oh, here's here's the body count right here. Yeah, we've got the old guy with the shotgun. Um, yeah. We've got the the two video game twins. You know. Yep. We've got uh, the you know the attractive nice neighbor. They, they were all they were all doomed as soon as they appeared on screen. There's no chance.
0: Yeah. And I, I didn't know how they were going to do it, and do we want to throw the spoilers warnings up? We haven't said anything spoiler yet, but let's put it up so we can dig a little deeper in here. So, I was wondering, they had a lot of kids in this movie. Like, and usually, the rule of thumb, right, is don't hurt the kids, don't hurt the animals. And I feel like in the past, since the Babadook, that's kind of been going out the window, but then when you get a movie like this, that's not only horror, but it's known for being gory and, and bloody and violent. I was like, how are they going to handle this with the kids? And sure enough, they found a way. <laughs> well, I feel like that all went out the window with
1: Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones' Maybe whole it gimmick was. was they threw a kid out the window in the first episode. That's true. <laughs> that was basically the the jumping off point. So I think we're past that. Um, but I think Evil Dead, like uh, when we talked about uh, the trailer, when we did review the trailer... There's a certain aspect about your family. Because they they almost they recreated the original. I see you getting tired. Are we gonna have to do the weird beard time? Right? Yeah,
0: no, we'll do it in a minute.
1: <laughs> um it's all about Ash's sister is possessed, right? Right. Um and then he has to deal with his sister and it's your family, and this one pushes that even further. Where it's uh, you know, the the mother, the matriarch of the family. You know, the leader, you're, like, lost. And now the kids are just forced to fend for themselves. Yeah. It's disturbing. And Very. one thing I noticed, um, the sound mix is loud. Very loud. It is extremely loud. There's that one scene where uh, the mother just sort of climbs up on the edge of the bathtub and screams. Oh, oh.
0: yeah. Blood curling. It's loud. <laughs> now,
1: it will never happen, but I really think that this is, like, a... Best sound mix of the year. Oscar contender type sound Oh, I like it.
0: (laughs) It's really good. Draw the line in the sand. Why can't that be a thing? The
1: sound mix in this movie is outstanding. I don't think you're going to hear a better sound mix on it. It Maybe on uh, Barbie. That could be the only competition. But no, the sound mix is like... the, The sound mix is such a huge part of it. Because if you watch the original Evil Dead... It's, you know, it's lo-fi, and they did what they could. But what Sam Raimi did in certain parts of that movie is he ducks out the sound entirely. There's absolutely nothing on the soundtrack.
0: Um, You're right, yeah, because I was looking for songs on some of our shorts for Evil Dead, and there's nothing.
1: No, I mean, I'm talking, like, the movie will be playing, and, like, there's nothing on the movie soundtrack at all. Oh, I got you. Not a single sound. Yeah. And you'll do that to emphasize, you know, the loud parts that come later. So I think that's always been a big deal.
0: That is a huge deal. Yeah, because I think you don't realize it, which, by the way, remind me after this, I got to show you there's a there's a YouTuber out there and most of his videos are one hour long and it's one hour of silence occasionally broken up by fill in the blank and like he'll put in like a fake Spotify ad. He puts in Yoda dying um, Legos and he's he's getting mega mega hits. But I digress. I don't want to go on that dirt road right now. I want to stay on this. You're right. There's something about breaking the silence as you're enjoying it, and then it gets super loud. And her screams were was the definitely
1: nails that. on the scratching on the door. Oh yes, the banging on the like it's the bones uh, breaking. Yes, uh,
0: swallowing glass. You can have you heard somebody swallow glass. They you, do it. Yeah, you can hear it. You're right. And you, I mean, they showed it, but you can hear it too.
1: Um, I really think uh, they should they should make a push for this to be nominated for Best Sound Mix for an Oscar.
0: Maybe we start it right here, right now. <laughs> Maybe we just cut this out and we just tag them in it because they would, literally would not expect it. Here's another thing that really added to the uh, terror of this. You were talking about this, you know, of just like you get to the point where it's just like you might not be afraid for you, but you're going to be afraid for somebody you care about. So you have this mother, single mother, with three kids that she clearly cares about. And it's a pretty bold choice to all of a sudden say, okay, let's take the mama bear out. And these kids are in a lot of trouble. And the only one that's going to be able to help is their aunt, who's not necessarily into kids. Right? And they that whole story storyline of she's pregnant, am I going to keep it or am I not going to keep it? am I going to just make myself a mother? But then she gets put into the situation where she has to be the mother to these three kids. That's
1: just great writing.
0: Yeah, that's great. Because
1: she never, here's the thing. We don't realize it or you, maybe you realize it, but as the audience, we know she's pregnant. No one else knows she's pregnant. uh, The entire film until the demon smells it on her. Yeah. She never tells her sister about it.
0: No, she didn't.
1: And so we're taken on that journey of her having to like almost accept motherhood or embrace motherhood as becoming the mother to these, to her nephews, nieces. Um, Yeah, it's just great writing, and this the script is so tight. Very tight. It moves well. When they do the references to the old movies, um, they're just they're not. It's not Chewbacca getting a medal. You know what I mean? They're doing it. They're doing it right. They did the eyeball gag, uh, eyeball in the mouth. They did um, Dead by Dawn. Um, They did the shotgun. They did the chainsaw. And then they threw in the one Bruce Campbell line. Come get some. Yep. Great. You know, just enough. Just enough.
0: Yeah. Um, Just to get the pop in the theater.
1: Yeah. Just to get. And they they knew. The thing is, and this was supposed to go to HBO Max. This was not supposed to go to theaters.
0: It was going to go to HBO Max directly?
1: Yeah. This was wow. made for HBO Max. And then uh, someone saw it and be like, we could we could make some money on this.
0: <laughs> Why don't we put this in the theater?
1: Movies are back, dude. Movies are back.
0: Yeah. And it made, it's the highest uh, rated, of course, Evil Dead.
1: I loved, uh, the f- I loved the opening shot where we get the classic Evil Dead shot and it's the drone.
0: That that's, was cool. I was wondering how they perfect. were going to do that.
1: So perfect. Just, you know. Take the piss out of the old evil Dead movie right away. Um, it's great.
0: It found a way, like you said, it started off as a reversal because they did that scene right But then you saw something happen that was Evil Deddy that happened pre you know that was the cold open. then the you know the the trailer come not the uh, the logo comes up out of the water. And instead of saying one day later Was that said, the
1: best opening title card ever though? Oh,
0: so good. It 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 put you right in the I can't think of mode. a better one. It puts you right in the mood. Yeah, film film wise, that's gotta be up there. Cause it raised up when she wrote raised up and and has rise in the title. It was just so good. But was this very subtle? Instead of saying one day earlier one day later, it said one day earlier. Did you expect that? I didn't expect that because I'm like, oh God! So I thought they were going to do it as they found a way that they're in the cabin. Something was going to happen It was going to make its way to the city, but the opposite happened. <laughs> you realize that you're watching uh, the events of a day later.
1: That's great. Uh, that's just awesome writing. Way to subvert our expectations. Yeah, you know, you that's what exactly you were expecting exactly what the formulaic version of it would be. Yep. And instead, it did it backwards. That's yeah, just great writing. Yeah. So
0: hats off to them, and they deserve. I mean. It's it's halfway through its you know first week run and it's already at almost fifty million, so yeah, that would have been a huge mistake to, to put it on uh, HBO Max, yeah, for sure. And it like it's
1: definitely a big screen experience just for the sound mix,
0: yeah, just for the
1: sound mix. And it's a shame that right now you know it's up against some other movies, so you can't really get this into the, into the uh, large format theaters. They got Super Mario Brothers playing all the time.
0: Yeah, exactly. I went to go check it out to see if I can see it a second time in XD because I didn't realize that until I was there. That this is oh you need a large format screen for this you need a good sound I didn't realize it but Super Mario's dominating all of them
1: Super Mario Brothers is making so much money
0: yeah you can't get it in there it's
1: crazy that people <laughs> again Chris Pratt is uh, Chris Pratt has got the cheat codes to the simulation
0: <laughs> he got them from Pete Davidson and now he's got them just, can you imagine <laughs> they just passing him around
1: the first time you heard that Super Mario Brothers trailer with his voice. I I mean, I just was just like, (laughs) oh, who wants that?
0: Uh, But look, and I got no heat with him. I I understand like he has a place. I love him as Star-Lord and and, like other stuff, whatever. Anybody could have played him. I hate to say it, but it's true. You could have got, we talked about this. Anybody could have played Super Mario and they'd be still having the same effect. It's not like his voice added something. To all of a sudden, oh! Did you hear the voice performance of Chris Pratt praying Mario as Mario? Yeah, no, I think anybody could have done it. But I, what do I know? It's all, it's already at half a billion dollars. No, actually, it's creeping. It's a hundred million away from making one billion dollars. It's about
1: to make a billion dollars. Yeah. Um, I loved the subtle things that it did. This movie is not a jump scare movie. No. Know? No. And, uh, you know, I saw this with Luchelotti as well, and she's very much a jump scare fan. Uh, And this is not that. We're just intensely engrossed in what's going on the whole time. It is is unrelentingly terror. Unrelenting terror. Yeah. Like, every time. And, like like, you said, you've come to maybe expect that kids and animals are not going to be harmed but they're harmed in this movie
0: yes absolutely yeah they're no, no one is safe no one is safe no one is safe because you just have to assume the cat in the cat in the roof got it <laughs> yeah yeah we no didn't way. see I mean well that's they they have they
1: <laughs> had they shown the cat getting it then people would have been really upset <laughs> kill kids all you want
0: but the cat no and they bounce that kid off the wall Can't do that through the through the peephole that kid bounced like that was a bad bounce. But you know what this reminds me of? There's a lot of movies that a lot of people watch now, and they're like, that's not really scary. And it probably has a lot to do with the age that you're watching it. But Salem's Lot, the original Salem's Lot to me, had so much terrifying imagery because I saw it at a very impressionable age. But right, like you see the brother scratching at the window you see the master the way sits up a lot like you see the slow crawls to it like you said there's no jump scares you're just in a constant state of terror like you said just tense i welcome it back i like your theory bring it this is what we need we need more of the the there's a place for the jump scares and i think it's fine but i think it's more difficult to create this kind of terror the kind of stuff like if you were watching this by yourself and you froze that like even when you put the thumbnail up and it was that there, I'm like, "Oh man, <laughs> that thumbnail's gonna be looking at us the entire time <laughs> because that's just to me that 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 works like that whole time that this thumbnail's gonna be looking at us That's not easy to do. It is easy to book a jump scare. it's not easy to keep somebody in that heightened state of fear with imagery and he did that. What else did this director direct? That's what I was gonna ask you.
1: He's done a few small films. Let's look him up. Um his name is Lee Cornen, I believe. Yeah. Just a second. Pull up the IMDB.
0: Cause I'm really curious what what he's got cooking go next. Because I was listening to an interview with uh, Bruce Campbell, and they asked him, "Would you like to direct one?" And he's like, "No, no, I've already kind of done it." But Sam's very particular; he likes to pick his guy that's gonna do it.
1: Sam Raimi, uh, for all his talent as a director, he's a great producer. Fantastic producer. And people Are don't. Great. I don't know that he gets enough credit. He puts together great projects. Uh, despite, uh, aside from Evil Dead, he did Crawl. Right. He did. Uh, I think he produced. A lot of those early Japanese horror remakes that he did, were yeah. big for a while. I think, okay, so Lee Cornyn, his big movie was uh, The Hole in the Ground. Hole in the that, Ground, I that. was like a that. Netflix movie. And other than that, he's done shorts. Looks like he's done shorts, a little bit of TV, not a whole lot. Ghost Train. He did, go, those are all shorts. Yeah. Oh, that was a short, huh? So he did A Hole in the Ground, that was a Netflix indie. Uh, yeah, again, Sam Raimi, man, book and talent. He's like a GM. He's like a GM of, his, of uh, what is it, Ghost House Pictures, where he finds this talent and gives him a
0: shot. I love it. And I love that he's, he's finding a way to, to make it forward because this did not feel like a franchise that's tired because of the choices they made. This felt like a whole new... This is going to be a lot of people's first introduction to Evil Dead, not realizing the lineage that it comes from.
1: Yeah, and I was... I was trying to explain to Luchalati like how it's different. I was like, "This is not, this is like death metal as a horror movie. Yeah. This is a, it's just like screaming in your face, bloody murder, possession, demons, self mutilation. Uh, you know, type Oof. of horror as a horror movie because <laughs> it is. I, again, it gets lumped in there with the comedic." Timeline of Evil Dead where you've got the Ash versus Evil Dead timeline where he's like, the, you know, he's the he's the the one liner, uh, yeah. the one liner superhero kind of a character, you know? Yep. But in this timeline, it's just brutal, bloody possession. The It's like The Exorcist uh, times 10.
0: I agree. No laughs. There was no laughs in this. Like you saw it twice. Were there any laughs? Did you spot? I didn't spot. I don't remember any laughs. There's,
1: well, there's there's a couple of funny lines in there. Um, but that's, it's what the demon says. Yeah. Yeah. You know, things that the demon says while she's possessed. Uh, that's, uh,
0: yeah, that's true. Those are funny, but but it wasn't slapped. I guess you should say that wasn't, No, they don't do stick. the slapstick. No comedy slapstick. At all. Yeah.
1: There's no, there's no outright jokes. I love the way they did the book in this one where it had the teeth, uh, that you had to pry it open.
0: Oh but yeah. That was, cool. I love
1: the way they did the recordings on the record this time. Yep. Which is just great, because you know, how are how else how did they? I think in the last Evil Dead, uh, the Freddy Alvarez one, they still did the real to real player. No one's gonna, no one, no one's gonna, no one would ever be able to figure out how to even turn that thing on or make it work. (laughs) so they came up with the idea of doing the records and the kid wants to be a DJ and the records don't play at the right speed. So he's got to spin them like a DJ. It's like just great writing. Yeah, I was, it was, it was so good.
0: Yes, it was smart. Um, I I won't read the whole quote from him, but I will finish. I will read what he finished it with. I think evil dead rise is a buddy, a bloody, I think evil dead rise is a bloody slash in a new direction. And a universe opener. So, do you think it's a pretty much a slam dunk for an Evil Dead Rise too? Um,
1: I I see it as well. I see the I see the universe developing there. Here's the thing. Here's what they called out in this movie. Um, there is three three books. Did you catch that? I did. Yep. There's three volumes of the Necronomicon out there. We've just seen one so far. Right. So now we've got our hero survivor. Uh, what was her name? I can't remember the ca- I can't remember any of the characters' names. I guess um, Lily Sullivan, the actress. Um, now we've got her as a survivor. And we've got now she's, I guess she's going to have a kid. And she's going to have uh, her, her niece as well. Her a little bit of a lone well. wolf and cub kind of a situation. Yep. Maybe they're going to become evil dead hunters. Try to find the other two copies of the book. Who Knows, I think they could do a lot with it, they could really expand the universe because you've got if you've got three volumes of it, um, like the next movie could be completely unrelated and just be about another volume that turns up somewhere else, and you could do a third movie about the third volume that turns up somewhere else, then you have a fourth team up uh movie,
0: you know. I would I like that idea of with multiple books and then take it to. Remove, go to a different location. Go to like the Midwest. Go to a cornfield. It's not necessarily a cornfield, but go out to a farm, right? Evil dead farms. Just get, get, find a way to just get it out there yeah. and just go to different, now go to different locales. I like that because yeah. the, the the Necronomicon doesn't just have to happen in the woods. Right. It could happen anywhere. So I don't know if this is the same. No, this is a different the the set decoration was Gareth Edwards. Uh he did the Meg, but he, he I feel like he's done a lot of good stuff. Cause it, it again, everything was everything was you're right, everything was on point. Sound was on point, cinematography on point, set direction on our set art direction on point. Uh, so it was just all around well done. And it was less than ten million again, right? What I, we talked about, right? I think
1: it was like fifteen million, but that's still very cheap.
0: Still, con- very cheap. That they already tripled their tripled their money.
1: Right, and they're going to sell discs, and they're going to, um, it's going to, you know, get uh, licensed to play on cable and stuff like that. I don't even know. I don't even know that they've gone fully global yet. This is, they love Evil Dead in Japan. They love Evil Dead in Europe. Yeah, it's probably still got some legs. What's coming out? All we got is Super Mario Brothers and Evil Dead right now. Sizu is not going to make a huge dent. I'm going to go watch it. But it's not going to make a huge dent as far as like no, taking it's away... No, not to touch um, it. I think word of mouth on Evil Dead will be strong.
0: Yeah, um, I totally agree with that.
1: It's got some legs. It, it could keep going. It's counter-programming to Super Mario Brothers.
0: You totally forgot that there was the Pope Exorcist was even out there, right? With Russell Crowe. You yeah. Can, he totally forgot that was even out there. I forgot. Yeah. And there's uh, we were talking about there's just not... There's not a whole bunch of stuff coming out in May that are going to interfere with it. Right. You got guardians three. You got the next, you got fast X and you got, uh, across the spider verse. There's not a, the boogeyman comes out.
1: You mean there's no other horror movies? Cause no those all horror. sound like pretty big movies. No,
0: no, no. There's no other horror movies that could mess with evil dead Rise. So, other the the boogeyman comes out on June second. It's got pretty much, you know, clear seas of nothing that's going to really interfere if you're if you want that horror fix for for a whole month. So, it would be really interesting to see how far they can take this, like cash wise, for sure. So, you know what he did really well too. And again, I guess this is the secret to a good requel. It's a familiar brand, but it felt new, fresh, and different. Like you said, everything was just subtle enough where you couldn't really interfere. It wasn't. It, they weren't going for the Remember Berries here at all. You, you're going to win a lot more new fans with this, for sure. There might have been some people that were upset that Ash wasn't in it. There's probably that, that's how far, they didn't go for any of those cheap grabs at all. I'm kind of like, they had no, the cameo that Bruce Campbell had in there was so subtle, we didn't even know until the movie was over.
1: Yeah, he plays the priest on the record.
0: Yeah, so they gave the nod without giving the nod, but I wonder if there was a bunch of people that may have been upset with that, but I think for the brand, I think this is the, the direction to go. Just make it feel like just completely new with a familiar feel. Mom?
1: Mommy's with the maggots now.